Welcome to Saturday Morning Chats, hosted by author, life coach, and mystic, Tanya Lampley, where you will hear inspiring views, hot topics, and a bevy of information intended to help you make your life over. Today's topic. So we've been digging in since the pandemic on meditation. And the power of meditation. So I just wanted to touch on meditation and talk about the process, talk about the value, talk about maybe some of the fear people have with it, and just chop it up. Sure. And you want me to start with that? Yes. You meditate more than me, actually. Well, that's the interesting part. That is. We should even talk about that process. (laughs) (laughs) When I talk about process, that was that was definitely part of the process. So he wants me to incriminate myself. That's probably the sole reason why he brought this topic up. Because when he brings uh, topics to the table, typically he won't tell me what the topic is, and I just kind of have to run to catch up. Natural. Just just so I'm sure he is kind of reveling in the fact that as a person who is a spiritual. What would you call me? Just a spiritualist. A mystic. He uses the term mystic. I know the importance and the value of meditation. And how long would you say you have at least known the value of it? Because we won't talk about when you actually started practicing. Probably (laughs) for 15 years now. That's probably probably. Yep. And I just started meditating regularly. I'll give you that. So what this looked like was years ago, I was always on him. You need to meditate. You need to meditate. He was pushing back in his staunch, traditional Christian views. And we'll talk about that a little bit more. He was pushing back on that meditation. Didn't know much about it. Seems a little creepy. That's just something that historically in our uh, faith, we just don't fool with. Well, let me chime in with a quick story. Go. So when we first were married, we lived in an apartment that's been 30 years, almost 30 years ago. And I can remember, so this isn't just me, I can remember that there was a guy at our apartment, Asian gentleman, that would be out doing yoga, Tai Chi, chi. meditative, but it was meditative type uh, action. And we both kind of looked at him like, dude, Creepy. What are you doing? <laughs> Go back in your hole. That was right. our. That was thirty years ago, though. So he would be out in the dark. He would. He would be out hours the... of the morning. Yes, he would. Yes, in the he parking would. lot. Disciplined about it, though. Disciplined Every about morning. it. Yeah. Doing tai chi, but so um, fast forward fifteen years to when you started becoming, becoming more more spiritual and just really on the quest to understand the human experience and what makes life work and that's a good starting point yeah yeah steps to actually creating a good life and so i wanted peace yeah And, and and part of the the discussion and we'll talk maybe later about this is around how meditation in and of itself is a practice and not a religion yes and a lot of a lot of folks Get, get that, that confused. confused, and it strikes a little fear in them. I, I, transparent, full transparency. That probably was part of the reason why I pushed back. Yeah, I didn't push back, but I just didn't. No, you pushed back. <laughs> okay, yeah, for the sake of this podcast, back. we'll call it pushing back. I totally get where you're coming from with that particular point about people being fearful of it or just leery. Is just probably leery. a better yeah, word. That, yeah, that's a better word. Yeah, I think that they think that it has some ties to other faiths or religions, but it doesn't. It really is just a mechanism. And um, I was going to say, you bring your own faith to some of these disciplines, like yoga or tai chi or whatever that is. You kind of bring your own faith perspective to it. Spiritual beliefs and spiritual beliefs to it, sure. But meditation in and of itself, it really is just a mechanism. It is. I, I look at it as, and you know how I've been an exercise freak since we, since you've known me. Sure. I look at it as another component of living a healthy life. Just like exercise and eating well 
are part of a healthy life. I, I look at meditation as part of living a healthy, healthy life. life. And that's why I was attracted to it because I wanted to know all the things that I could do to make my life better. Mm -hmm. I want more happiness. I want more peace. I want more joy. I want a better health. And so I kept coming across meditation. And so 15 years ago, possibly even more than 15 years ago, I started reading about meditation and yoga. It took me a while before I became a pretty consistent practicer. Sure. And now since COVID has been here, I have become even more regular in my practice. So let me go back to the original story because he wants me to wrap myself out and I'm going to do that. <laughs> so this is your podcast. I kept so you saying, should expose you. You need to meditate. <laughs> you need to meditate. I was just on him, on him, on him. And he was just so resistant and I wouldn't give up on right. it. And it was kind of the do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> because I wasn't a consistent meditator. But no, it was on me. The, 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 the lack of research. But I felt like you needed it more because yeah. of your career. Sure. You were out in the world. You were kind of making moves in that regard. And I'm like, meditation is going to be something that is really going to benefit you and help you make better decisions yeah. and deal with people and all of that. So it wasn't that I didn't think that I needed it. Sure. I just felt that at the time you needed it more. Would you say though, and I get that. No, you don't have to say it because I'm going to say this. <laughs> I get where you're coming from, right. but because of my personality and, and, and who I am, you probably needed it I did more need than it. I did. Now, I now, did. That doesn't I say did. I don't need it, but but yeah. So I did because I tend to be a little bit more spastic, a little bit more frenetic in how I show up in the world, and you tend to be a person that is way more calm or kind of like a cat and a dog. Like that's my right. back will arch up yeah. at you know the smallest little sure. thing. And, and that's, not a, that's not a negative. That's not a negative. That's just, just my personality. Yeah, it's, there's positives to both personalities. Sure. And you tend to be someone who tends to maintain their Even equilibrium. Kill. And yeah. I wanted that, sure. which is what drew me to meditation sure. and yoga. Sure. And so, but there's more to it than just that. There's more to sure. meditation than even kill. And we'll talk a little bit more yeah. about that. But just to finish up the story, yeah. I know he wants me to tell it. So I just kept mm -hmm. getting after him. You need to meditate. You need to meditate. While at the same time, I wasn't really doing it. I was here and I was there. I would do it for a week and then not do it for a week. A month. <laughs> or a month. <laughs> So what he really wants no, is the pat on the back. No, Let's that's just not, be real. That's not he wants the I pat want. on the back. That is not what I want. Because once he took the meditation. We are educating the masses. I don't, yeah. I don't care. This is a humble brag if ever I saw one. Once he took to regular meditation, he took to it. Right. And that's he just my personality. Yeah, that's now, my yeah. since COVID, he was up to five days a week. No, I'm, I'm seven days a week. And since twice COVID, a day. he's seven days a week and he's twice a day. Twice a day. Right. So that's what he wants the world to know. <laughs> no, here's, here's one of the things I want the world to know about meditation in general. Because we talked about the fear side of it. And, well, and you used a better word. Leary. Leary side of it, which is okay, but there are physical, physiological, scientific proofs that just the deep breathing part of meditation is good for your health. It can actually bring your blood pressure down. Yes. It can make you healthier. So, yes. so there are there are physiological as well as spiritual aspects of meditation yeah. that are valuable. So so this isn't just a spiritual thing. This is a holistic whole body thing. It really is. So let's talk about that in detail a little bit uh, more just so people can understand. They have proven studies that people that have been in meditation that their heart rate calms down so much that it's almost like and depending upon how long you've been doing it and mm -hmm. how deep of a practicer you are sure. that they can get people's vitals to register in almost near death levels yeah. that that is how calm you can be in meditation some of those yogis and people like that now that's not going to be accessible for us sure. uh, mere mortals here <laughs> um, but just 
you know, be aware that it really does have a physiological impact. Sure. So if your heart rate is calming down to almost near dead level, sure. to a level that um, it almost, it barely registers, yeah. but you're not dead, of course, you are just completely calm and relaxed, probably even more so like deep sleep state. Um, your heart rate probably drops to some just short of REM. levels. Just short of REM. I think that's a good this one. Your brain activity Focuses. alters. Yes. Yeah, now I think with REM, I'm sorry, there are certain um, levels. There's like alpha, beta, gamma, and delta. Sure. So I'm not sure where REM, I don't want to put something out there that's incorrect. I think REM is one of those states. Mm -hmm. But long story short, meditation takes you into those deeper levels where your brain activity calms down. So going back to the yogis, when they practice and they hook them up to electrodes, mm -hmm. their brain activity almost stops. And this is scientific. This is scientific, this correct. This is like the universities yeah. are studying mm -hmm. this. Their brain activity drops and their heart rate and their metabolism slows to where I'm calling it near death. There's probably another name for it. Yeah. But bottom line is they're extremely well, relaxed. Yeah, it's near death for you because you have a little trouble relaxing. <laughs> so just being in a relaxed all it is is a relaxed state. <laughs> So, so all, that's all it is. It's being in a completely relaxed state. It Let's is just call an it intensely <laughs> relaxed state. Cat dog. Cats don't relax as well as dogs. Yeah, so. I, I can be a little high. Yeah. But the meditation has really, really helped. It, it has. It, it has. It's helped you and it's helped me. It, it really, yeah. really helped me. So that's one of the, benefits, one of the benefits of it. In your everyday life, let's just use work for example, sure. regular meditators actually have access to certain levels of the brain that other people don't when they are under stress, sure. when they are taxed or overwhelmed or their energy reserves are depleted. And this is scientifically this proven is as well. all scientific. Sure. So a regular meditator, they're going to be able to remain calm under pressure. They have more creative ability. They're going to be smarter, faster yeah. processors. Sure. This is all real. This is this is uncut real. <laughs> I pressed the call button. Sorry. Um, but yeah, there are just huge, huge benefits to being a regular meditator. Things yeah. like weight loss. It actually speeds up your metabolism. Or I'm going to correct that. It actually makes your metabolism more efficient. Yeah, it regulates it. So it regulates yes. it. So you're just gonna generally be healthier right. when you are a regular meditator. Things like states of calm, uh, peace, all those things kind of tend to flood in sure. when you are a regular <coughs> meditator. And I've noticed that the more I press into it, I'm still not at seven days a week. Sure. But I am a consistent meditator. There are some days where I do do it twice mm -hmm. a day. Yeah. As a female, sometimes we tend to be a little less um, privileged to have a regular schedule. Sure. When you're trying to run a home right. and you're trying to work, you're like, well, I got to cook dinner. I got to yeah. clean, clean the, the kitchen. Yeah. I got to. So sometimes it's just a little more yeah. difficult sure. to staying on it but i'm a consistent meditator at this point and this made a huge difference in it, how it, I show up. it has and, and it's interesting that i will come home and you will say something that demonstrates to me that you've had a great day or that your day has been really efficient really good yeah and i'll harken back i say hey have you meditated today and you'll say yes yeah so yep. it, it's amazing it how there's a, a direct there's a direct correlation and that's yeah. why i do it every day because i want to every day say yeah i had a great day and it starts with the meditation and here's a here's an aside <clears throat> so one of the comparisons i make with meditation is prayer and you know i've prayed for years i'm, I'm a prayer person yeah. every morning every morning every night and in between but spiritually, prayer is much like meditation. Yeah. Because one of the things you're doing with prayer, now this is when you're praying what I feel is properly. 
So sure. sometimes we can get into prayer and we're just asking, asking God to do this and do this. Sure. Prayer is, prayer is more than that. Prayer is a, a centering time where you're spiritually centered and sure. you're connecting. connecting. Sure. And if you think about it, meditation, meditation is very similar to that. So, yeah. so once I took to it, my personality is such that I'm going to be disciplined about it. But because I had been praying for so many years, and, and this is for people who are really, really, let's say, religious. Once I had been praying for years, meditation was just like a natural thing. Because they're so similar. And I think people who pray will find that meditation is very similar to prayer, but different in that it takes you to another level in a lot of different ways. Not that prayer doesn't, but meditation is, is a little more focused on your whole sure. being and becoming bigger than what you are today. So right. I, I think they I think, kind of, uh, they're like brother and sister. They really are. They really are. With I meditation being the sister. Sure, prayer and being prayer the, being the because the, the because the sister's more more complete. Look at you, he cleaned <laughs> that up real good. I will say this: I've noticed that with you, when you started meditating, I think that you were able to lean into or or I, I, I'll describe it like this. This is just my opinion. Mm -hmm. I feel like, not that you weren't doing well before, but I feel like since you started meditating, your career kind of took off. Yeah, I would agree with that. But again, I would say that... It's just my observation. No, that, that's a good observation because, yeah. like I said, I view prayer and meditation very similarly. Yes. So as I started becoming a consistent prayer... So we don't know if it was the prayer. No, or no, the I think it, I think the, it was the meditation it was, too. But no, even it was both of them. It was both because I've been praying a long time. And sure. For a long time, my career has been on a high, a pretty good trajectory, and That's I think true. you can attribute that to prayer. But to your point, I think once I integrated meditation, I think it went to another level. I, I do believe that. I, I do because I can, I can tell, even in my meditation. I can tell the effects of it immediately. Yeah. So when I come out of meditation, and it's not like you have to, I'm not subscribing to meditating for two hours or whatever sure, the case may be, right. even short meditation. They say as little as three minutes a yes. day I've read will yes. make a huge difference. I bet you did. Snatch me three minutes in between something. As long as I gotta check an email. I'll do three emails and I'll stop and meditate. Like I haven't meditated today. Let me get these three minutes. That's all I can spare. <laughs> and, and then I'll go right back to my email. When you read that, that probably made you. There it is. In, a in as little as three minutes a day, I've read that you can. And let me tell you, you may not you're remember right. anything else what about did meditation. She read that but when for? you read that, I'm like, you mean I don't have to do it for twenty <laughs> minutes? I can just do three. So full full transparency, I typically will meditate for ten minutes in the morning after I pray and after I pray and do my uh, Bible study. I'll meditate for about ten minutes, yes. and I will find oftentimes that in, immediately after meditation, this is where I was going with that, is that I have a clarity and an energy in my mind that was not there prior to the meditation. And I can, I can directly feel that as soon as I'm done meditation. Meditating, right, I'm and sorry. I think for me, as you carry that out of your meditation space and into the work world, Absolutely. it's definitely going to Absolutely. prove beneficial. So. You know, anybody out there, if, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for something, you, you're ready for the next level, or maybe you're downright struggling, sure. you may want to think about incorporating meditation into your daily experience. And for him, he has combined meditation with prayer. Right. And I'm going to go ahead and just elaborate on that from my perspective 
when I'm speaking of prayer, I'm not speaking of being in that space of asking God for this and bless me on my job and that. Forgive me for this. Yeah. And And don't get me wrong. That can definitely be a part of prayer. But when I think of prayer, I'm thinking of, like you're saying, just that constant connection, just staying in that place of understanding. You're talking about meditation right now. No, I'm talking about prayer. That um, for me, just staying in that place of connection to God, to to the creator, to your higher power, whatever you call that particular entity Mm -hmm. and just understanding that I am a creation of that creator. And just for me, prayer is, even though you may be asking for something, I try to do that less and less. As I get um, older or learn more, Mm -hmm. I try to make my prayer more of a direction that goes up Mm -hmm. and then a direction that goes out. So I use prayer as a time to remind myself of my oneness and Mm -hmm. connection to God. And then gratitude, Gratitude. definitely. And And receiving. And receiving and then I'm praying for other people. I am actually pushing that conscious energy out into the world. That's really what it should be more about. That's what I do. And so when you can combine that with the meditation, Mm -hmm. that is going to prove to be extremely powerful. And I can say from my own perspective, now he shared his, I feel like your career really kind of started taking off more and more once you committed to that practice of those two disciplines. And I'll say for me, it's been a more recent commitment for me to do it regularly. So I don't have the the advantage of you. You've been doing that now for like seven years, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, Yeah. it's been a while. So I'm a little more new to that process, but I can say that for me, I've noticed that I am more calm, that I am more at peace, I am more creative, I am more optimistic Mm -hmm. about things that are coming like when the phone rings I no longer have that dreaded feeling like is it a family member or just I used to be a person that you know would look at my phone like is my family okay just this always kind of plagued with just like silly stupid things and as I do this work and meditation is a part of that I noticed that all of that kind of trickery and silliness has kind of just dissipated. dissipated. Yeah. Well, and the one thing you did not mention that I've noticed in you, and it's ironic, is that meditation has caused you to be more disciplined. And discipline and, and meditation requires discipline. discipline. So it's it's okay. kind of a circular thing where because you're meditating and because you're becoming more centered, even with all the stuff you have to do at, to, to run this house, and I give you all praise for that, to run this house and keep us healthy and keep <laughs> and do all the things that you do. I think the write medita- books, write books, and edit podcasts, along with the- <laughs> yes. yeah. we're not even, we didn't even get to all that. That's <laughs> right. a job. That's a, that's your, your actual job. <laughs> right. But anyway, I, I've seen the discipline level in you just go to another level. I, I, I can see it. And that is why I can tell that you do meditate more it's it's funny that meditation has created discipline in you discipline causes you to meditate more and and, and i'm going to take this next level now one of the things that we should tap into and and share a little bit of is shared meditation yes shared meditation with your with your uh, significant other you and i will will spend time meditating together we'll we'll take 10 15 minutes and just sit and have some calming music playing and meditate with one another. Yeah. Let's talk about that experience. It's uh, this a, is this is taking the curtain down a little bit. It's such a blessed, <laughs> blessed time. But I did want to go back and just share a little bit of my personal experience with meditation okay. because this okay. may be beneficial okay. for someone. This is just me. When I do it, the same thing when we do it together, but I've noticed that there is such a feeling that I get when I meditate, Mm -hmm. you almost get a 
craving for it, sure. right? It's just that you're sitting like, I got a, a few spare moments, mm -hmm. let me meditate. Sure. So once I really kind of got in the process of doing it, once I really connected with it, because I've kind of meditated off and on for years, I'd have spurts where I'd do it and then I'd stop because one, my mind had trouble calming down. It was just always like the monkey brain. And I'm just like, is this working? Am I doing it right? So I was really never committed to meditation. But something happened to me recently. And I think it's just just making the commitment in my mind that this is something that I really want to be a part of my everyday experience mm -hmm. because I want the benefits of it. Sure. I kind of slipped into the gap on meditation. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is what everybody's talking about. Sure. And so it took me a while to get there. So, you know, not everybody is going to get it initially. I remember when I would ask you, like, well, what is it? How, yeah. You're like, well, I count backwards from nine or something yeah. you told me years ago. Years ago, yeah. And I started counting backwards from nine and nothing happened but 10, 11, and 12, and 13. <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't working. And so I was, you know, just, I would do it, but I wasn't really there, but... I've just discovered that I can actually get to states of elation and ecstasy during meditation. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's new that I've never experienced that before. Like it literally, I've never done drugs or LSD or anything like that. Right. But in my mind, I think sometimes when I'm in that space, this is what it must feel like. And so <laughs> once you get a taste of that, you're going to commit to that process. Now, I don't get it every time. Sure. But I can do it. Yeah. You know, I can get there. Well, it's interesting that you're saying that. Two, two takeaways from that is, one, the feeling of elation, drug-like, is, is, is legitimate. So this book I'm reading, The Art of the Impossible, talks about Stephen how... Stephen Coulter. Stephen Coulter. It actually talks about in that state there is a level of dopamine that you create Girl, when you're in that meditative state. I love it. Right. So, so that's the, And then my second takeaway from what you just said is that you have now transitioned from the need to meditate to the desire to meditate. Right. And that's, that's critical. So now it's not, it's not a laborious task or you don't, you're not necessarily looking at it as Oh man, I, I had to Which is I how I was before. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm just You're looking like, forward to it. Oh, baby. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's, and, and, and I'll compare it to working out. So the true workout person looks forward to working out because when you're a true workout person, you've done it for so long. Immediately after you work out, you can feel you're gonna feel a certain Endorphins. way, and you're gonna see you're gonna look a certain way. Yeah. So, so I, I can I can tell after I work immediately after I work out, I can tell the difference. I can tell it physically and emotionally. And and the endorphin is one thing because you do get that uh, workout high, runners high, whatever you want to call it. But you also get a direct correlation from the physi physiological workout to seeing how it's changed your body. And I, I see that immediately. Sure. If you don't work out as regularly, maybe you don't see it physiologically, you should feel the endorphins. So so that's the, the similar no, process. No, <laughs> I don't feel that. I mean, I dread it. I do it. You know, my I key, don't feel anything. The key for me was when I said for the regular workout person, <laughs> You're exempt from this group. I'll put it like this. I regularly work out, but I am not out. a... My husband is a gym a rat. He is a fiend for working out. Mm. Like, he is obsessive. <laughs> he will organize his whole day around it. He will organize his vacation around it. So you're saying only for those fanatical people? Pretty much. I okay. Guess, yeah. I think that's if that's how you're interpreting it. Maybe yes. the everyday person <laughs> may not. You feel I don't me. think I've even. I, I've never had a uh, endorphins from what? 
know. I don't think I've ever felt that. But I understand that that's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like a runner's high. A runner's high. I totally understand. I've never also- had a runner's high. <laughs> well, there is physiological proof, too, that regular exercise, and maybe you experience this, maybe you don't, it helps you sleep at night. So there's direct correlation. What, what I'm getting at, the point I'm getting at is... That if you work out to the no. point of exhaustion <laughs> and you fall out in a heap on the floor, you'll, you'll then sleep when you go really to bed, well. you're going to sleep well. But that makes logical <laughs> sense to me. No thanks. <laughs> Not doing that. Not doing that. No. <laughs> but I get it. Yeah, I there, get there's, it. There's a, there can... I'll rephrase it. There can be... Yes. A direct correlation, just just as there is with meditation. Sure, a physiological, (laughs) psychological, and and spiritual. Right. Yeah, and you know what? And I'm joking. There is something to people that work out really intensely because you do get to those levels where oxytocin, I think, is released. And um, endorphins, of course, mm-hmm. we know that from the runner's high. Yeah. Those are from people that work out intensely and push themselves to a particular state where physiologically their body starts to change. When you're sweating a yeah, lot, you're that's, releasing that's toxins. Yeah. Um, you're taking in more oxygen. Sure. So you're oxygenating your blood mm-hmm. when you're doing those really, really intense forms of workouts. Sure. So, no, I'm joking, but I totally get that. Yeah. I don't get there, but that's just physiologically how sure. I'm made. If I worked out intensely like that, I may cause more harm to my body sure. than good. I'm someone that benefits more from yoga, yeah. well, walking, yeah. some of those less intense, intense forms yeah. because I'm just not built for that. Yeah, you're not built yeah. for it, and typically you'll find that people who build muscle more naturally yeah. and a lot of times that's male sure are more built for, for that, that intense oftentimes, so oftentimes but not always. no no that's, it. I'm, that's what i'm saying yeah. oftentimes but sure. not all the time so. but there is a physiological aspect to it yeah. and so we have kind of gotten a little bit off on a tangent mm-hmm. but saying that that particular state or quality is also inherent in meditation right. and you can do that without Without stinking up your body and sweating out your relaxer or your or your washing go you can just get that same feeling endorphin rush with meditation, with meditation. and I don't have to run and jump in the shower sure. and, and it's, it's, it's interesting that you mentioned yoga uh-huh. when we're talking about exercise uh-huh. yoga to me is where exercise and meditation combine merge that's a good way of saying that. because a lot of people again we we did we did the disclaimer early on saying hey this meditation thing you can still have your religion you can still have your spirituality and do the meditation thing same thing with yoga a lot a, many people not everybody many people will, will think yoga that's for that's for a certain religion i don't do that but it's really a practice too it's a practice that actually gives you physical and spiritual centering same thing with the um it's the same situ- the, the same benefits that you have with the meditation you get from yoga, get from yoga. it's like you're yeah. saying and the workout and, the wor- and it's combined. a workout it's a workout i never really thought about that particular perspective that yeah. yoga is actually the merger the merging of exercise and meditation yeah yeah. I particularly respond That's probably better why. to yoga. And also, it it's a shorter, sustainable form of... Because I don't get winded as much, you think? Well, you don't want to do a half hour, 45 minutes. Well, you can do a half hour. hour. You, you can do, do that. You, do you, though? I don't. Okay. Because you don't need to. <laughs> right. That's, All that that's huffing and point. puffing and blowing and sweating. That's my point. You can do... <laughs> <laughs> Yoga is more efficient. Did you I'll see, put it that way. Did you notice your tone about doing the half hour? <laughs> so my point, again, you're confirming it with your tone, is that it's more suited to you because it can be done in a shorter span of time. I mean, I'm all about efficiency, right? Shorter time, more benefits. Why am I huffing and puffing and jumping up and down? And, and, tr- and truthfully, the... Uh, <laughs> yoga. I can do it in a shorter time. <laughs> and, and truthfully, yoga 
is a full body workout in a shorter period of time. Exactly. And I'm all about efficiency. But I'll tell you a funny story that happened to me a couple of years ago. I was in Whole Foods Market. I run into this lady. She's standing there. We're like around the same age. And me and this lady are vibing. Like I reached to get something and crossed her face, said excuse me, and we had a connected moment in the Whole Foods. She and I are in the Whole Foods, everything disappears. We are talking about life and family, and it's just she and I standing in the Whole Foods aisle. And so I'm thinking, now you know me, I'm always willing and ready to connect with like-minded people, especially ones that tend to kind of follow more of a spiritual Path or have an ex, have an ex, an expanded view on life right. because I realize that sometimes we are a little bit more rare sure. than what I'll call the experiencers. Sure. Some people are just here; their sole mo in life is just to experience life to its fullest. Sure. And then there are those that, like me, are here to understand right. the experience of life more than actually being out in the world and experiencing it. Does that make sense? I tend to show up, cause me a mystic. That's that's almost Um, the definition of a mystic. Exactly. And (laughs) so I know that we're rare, (laughs) right? Because most people, they're just out. They want to travel. They want to have great sex and taste good food. Can can you say what it is? I am rare. Yeah, not not even extra well done. You are rare. (laughs) If you were a steak, you'd be completely red on the inside. No, go ahead. This is a good point. So when I find someone that's like me, I try to just latch on and connect. Like, let's hang out. Let's talk about some of this stuff she and I are vibing and I start talking about my yoga practice mm-hmm. her face just went numb mm. for lack of a better word yeah and she started expressionless rap right it was even more than that it was just like stone like <laughs> and I knew immediately I had done something wrong yeah And she started wrapping up that conversation. And so I knew immediately what had happened. Because being a Christian, I know that some people, I come from that discipline. Some people are extremely hands-off when it comes to things like that. So I knew immediately what I had done. And so I was kind of glad that it happened because... You know, you want to present your whole self mm-hmm. to a person. I Absolutely. didn't want to connect with her and exchange information because be we were right on the are. verge of that. Right, and then I have to hide who I was. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, she was like, it was nice talking to you, <laughs> and she strutted off. So sure. I said, before she walked away, I said, was it something that I said? And she said, yeah. She said, I don't mess around with yoga I don't mess around with people that do yoga. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, you have to be really careful with that because you can kind of open up the door to certain things and Mm -hmm. certain spirits and certain entities. And in my mind, I thought yoga is none of that. You're just bending and twisting your body. Like you're not talking about God. I'm not even thinking about Jesus when I do yoga. I'm just, look. That process is so intense. Yeah. You're not really going to think about much else except you're for how to hold, hold this pose without falling out of it. And what is all this shaking yourself, going on? Right? You are trembling. I'm not thinking about right. anything like right. that. So I just thought that was an interesting story. I come from that discipline. What shocked me, though, was that she was Caucasian. Now, you know, in the African-American community, yeah. we, don't, we definitely don't play yeah. with things like that. But she was actually... Um, I think that's common. I think that's fairly common. And, yeah. and it's it's a shame because there is not a big leap to go from being a spiritual person or Christian to doing yoga or meditating. They actually are very... Like we said earlier, they're cousins. They're, it's they're, a continuation it's a, it of really the spectrum. Is. Nobody, nobody, nobody that does yoga or meditates is saying... I'm of this religion. Typically, that that's just not what it. Now you can be of different religions and do it, but it's t- 
to me it's not it's a not religious a religious thing. thing. It's not a yeah, it's it's a it's a centering thing and it's a practice to help you become more centered physically, emotionally, and spiritually. That's really all it is. And it really does it for me. Yeah. Like I have noticed that that regular commitment to yoga for me and for people that maybe have found difficulty losing weight with other forms of exercise, that yoga for me will, I can see results quicker. So like what you're talking about with the running and the jumping and the huffing and the puffing and all of that and the pushing your body to intense levels and you're finding your limits, that's great. That doesn't work for me. I might end up in the emergency room. Yeah. So, <laughs> I have found <laughs> that when I consistently do yoga, I can start to see results sure. that I don't see with other forms of exercise. Well, and, and true to your point, I have read articles where yoga and other forms of less intense workouts like walking are better for the masses because yeah. you really have to manage when you're in you work out intensely you really have to manage that because a lot of times you'll find that people who work out really intensely I had someone who used to report to me that would do this they would work out intensely then they would get an appetite and just gorge after they worked out and then this is no this is this happens workouts can create hunger and if you don't balance that with maybe getting a little protein before you work sure. out you end up eating there's more a science to there's it. a science and so when it. you see those beautiful people all over the internet and all yeah. over the instagram they have figured out how to manage their physiology the um, and, and even some of the women, like some of those they're women, that, too. you see them at the gym and the backs are all muscled out. Yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous. Yeah. You have to understand your body sure. and you have to understand physiologically how to make that happen. Right. Right. And so if there is frustration around people not getting results from a workout, you may have to read and study because they are doing protein to carb ratios and things of that nature, mm-hmm. fats that the sure. rest of us just aren't privy to we think we're just gonna run out the door <laughs> yeah. or go to the gym and look like, look that. like that but yeah. there's a whole science uh, well, it's, to it's, that. We're, we're getting a little bit off track sure. here but I, I think that workout in general is a balance you have to be balanced in what you do and most studies if you really look at the predominance of studies will tell you that the best workout for most people is a brisk walk is a brisk walk. And if you incorporate maybe some yoga with that, yeah. you got everything you need, really. Yeah. Because so that's shrinking, shrinking. My point for going off on a, t- on a tangent was that if you're finding that you're doing those other forms and they're not working, right. you either have to learn sure. what they know right. or switch your form of exercise yeah. to a walking or sure. yoga or something that is more moderate because yeah. you can actually kick your body into a state of shock Right. where you start to gain weight mm-hmm. by That's pushing exactly right. yourself right. at those limits. And right. I'm one of those people. Yeah. Like if I start doing that, it works against mm-hmm. me because it causes so much physiological stress to yeah. my body. And you start releasing cortisol yeah. and a lot of those stress hormones that cause me to gain weight right. when I exercise like that. Intensely, and yeah. some people, like you said, are going to do it because they're going to eat more. So my tangent coming full circle is if you are doing that and you're gaining weight, you may want to, like I said, find out what they know, study it, or shift to something else. Yeah. And yoga does it for me. Yeah. I can see results sure. pretty quickly yeah. um, when I commit to that yoga. The longer you do it, the more results that you see. And it's, it's surprising that yoga is, while you're saying that you do it a short period of time, Yoga is really an intense workout. No doubt. That's why I do it for a shorter period of time. But (laughs) I find that it's easier for me than it would be to go to a gym and start doing push-ups and reps and all of that. My body's not made. But yoga is is really an intense workout. I mean, you you do 10 minutes of yoga, I mean, you're going to feel it. (laughs) No doubt. So what he's not saying, (laughs) I should put a video on this. (laughs) And put it up on a on my blog <laughs> is when he's doing that yoga. <laughs> he is trembling <laughs> like a wet 
dog um, because those poses are super intense. So someone that loves working out, loves uh, lifting weights and the dumbbells yeah. and the barbells and the this. They're not dumbbells. They're smart. Dumbbells. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fortieth slip. Dumbbells. <laughs> But but no, you you are you you're actually at, while you're uh, putting all my business out on Front Street, you're actually making a great point because one of the things with yoga versus the weight training and, and other forms of exercise, it stretches you in a way that makes you more limber. So that's what's happening sure. with the trembling. My yeah. body is learning to be more limber and to, and to do these, which is very healthy as you as you age. And another little trick to that is that with yoga, the reason why you're shaking, I shake too, yeah. is that I've been doing a little bit longer. You're still so shaking. I, 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 you're shaking. So I have a little bit more muscle memory than you have. But here's the thing with yoga. You're actually using more muscles than you're using when you're just curling a, the new word is barbell. I call it a dumbbell. You said smart bell. It is a dumbbell. (laughs) When you're curling barbells, then when you're holding a yoga pose, the way yoga is structured, it is a full body workout. So you're using muscles that you don't normally use. Sure. And that is why you are challenged. Now, yeah. if you do it long enough, you'll still be challenged. Sure. But, you know, it, it won't challenge you as much. But I think yoga is one of those things where I think if you do 15 reps with a, um, a barbell. Yeah. Um, like 15 curls or something like 15 that. reps or 15 curls with a barbell, eventually you have to increase your weight and do more reps. Sure. Yoga doesn't do that. Right. Yoga gives you strengthening benefits, right. same pose every time 15, 20 years later. Sure. So you don't have to keep changing it. And do you see where mm-hmm. I'm coming from? Yeah. Yogis do the same pose as they've been doing again, since yeah. they were 12. Yeah. Over and over. Well, I don't think you need to increase weight to maintain. If you're well, but you get my point. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah, your point's well taken. Yeah. And, and they the, tell the, you increase <clears> your rep. No, they tell you to end. After a while, they said that your muscles actually... Learn it like you have to yeah. constantly keep fatiguing your muscles you to, when you do that kind of yeah. weightlifting. Yeah, I don't want to get into the workout thing because I'm going to sound much more of an expert than you are. So oh, let's get <laughs> It's called muscle confusion. You don't have to. Right. And so you don't have to do that with yoga. Who in the hell is being bothered with that? No, I'm not going to knock you because that is a very viable form of exercise. And so the bottom line is here, you do what resonates resonates with you. you. And I have a little bit of envy and jealous because I wish that I could build muscle like that. Sometimes I see those women and they are like ripped to shreds with the abs and the and I know that no matter what I ate, no matter what I did, I could never get there because my body just doesn't. Well, do the, that. the the thing with those type of workouts versus yoga. Yoga is a, a, a whole body workout. So you're gonna feel it and see it pretty much. But with those workouts they're direct. They're direct. Like if you're doing curls, and that's what pe- that's why people do them. Sure. If you're doing curls with a butt, you're going to see your arms sure. bigger. If yeah. you're doing squats, those type of things, you're, you're going to. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I mean, I'm just joking. Yeah, but that's, that's, have a little fun with you. That's but, less um, of a. That's less of a uh, of a health health issue than it is a high look issue. And really, we work out to be healthy sure. more than to be. Sure. I mean, it helps you look better, but it really isn't more of a health yeah. thing than a... Sure, than and I'm I, at a place in life. Sculptor. I'm just joking about yeah. it. And those kinds of things yeah. aren't really priority for me. Sure. But I'm just trying to put information out there yeah. so that someone may... You know, something may resonate with mm-hmm. someone. And they may say, you know what? I'm doing a lot of intense physical exercise. And I'm still not looking the way that I want to look. And I'm doing the protein shakes. And I'm watching my carbs. Mm-hmm. And it's still not working for me. You may want to add in some yoga, a little bit of yoga yeah. on top of that. Yeah, in as little as 10, 15, 20 yeah. minutes a day. Yeah. you may want to add that on top of that to actually get you the rest of the way. Yeah. to your goal. Well, yeah, because if you're doing that, the the average person's mindset is if you're doing that and it's not working, why continue to do it? It's, it's easy to get yeah. frustrated and just it not is. do it anymore. Yeah. If you don't, sure. If you don't, yeah, see the yeah. results that you want to accomplish. 
So I do it more so for the mind-body connection. Again, like uh, meditation, there are studies that show that you can get some of those yogis and stuff from the Himalayas. Those people broke a hundred years of age. Tibet, those people that practice it regularly. And I've even seen yoga instructors well into their 90s. And they look amazing. Like their skin's not as wrinkled as a person who lived to 90 would normally be. It really does just give you overall benefits. Again, just like meditation, it kind of changes your physiology such that you are more calm. You are stronger in your body as you age. That's another reason why I love it. I had a friend call me the other day and told me that she failed. I'm like, oh my God. Like, are we starting to get to an age where that kind of stuff is getting ready to happen? That's all not. Yeah. So if it does, (laughs) you you know, you want to be strong. And yoga can do that. Yeah. So so yoga, again, I, I think meditation and prayer are cousins. Okay. Yoga is the child of meditation or the, or the brother or sister of meditation. Okay. They, they're sure. more tightly knitted than even meditation and prayer. prayer. So, you think so meditation all, and yoga? Yeah, I, I think because there's a there's a an element of focus and a meditative state. Even though you're not directly thinking of anything, you're focused when you're doing the yoga. That it, and it's, it's quite similar to me to meditation, to meditation because of okay. because of the focus. Now, when I'm doing I, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. I had to think about that for a second. Well, yeah. you probably had to think a little longer about it because when you and I do yoga together, we, and when I say we, I'm pointing at you, <laughs> don't necessarily focus <laughs> on, the, on the pose. Now, lately, I've noticed you've been focusing on the pose. But there'll be a little yammering going on. <laughs> and I have to say, shh. I am in Kathy doing the yoga. Um. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. I have here lately. I don't talk. You don't. No, you yeah. don't. don't. It yeah. is really supposed to be a reflective, more of a meditative process. It is. And yoga, I am yeah. starting to press into that's why, that. That's why I do call that. it the brother of meditation because there, it is a meditative process it, it is, is a meditative state yeah. but prayer kind of is too I, prayer I think, is yeah, yeah but i see what you're saying when i think of doing yoga when i think of doing meditation it almost seems like the consciousness requirement is different yeah. than it there, is that's when true. you're praying that, that's true um that's true. there is a level of focus right that is required for meditation and for yoga that is not necessarily there when you are praying. Well, and you'll notice that a lot of times that after a yoga session, they will drop into a deep meditation. Yeah. I think that maybe prayer is more natural because it is almost like a conversation. Yeah, yeah. It is a little, it doesn't require as intense of focus. So I had to think about what you're saying because I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Because you don't want to be thinking about your uh, grocery bill when you're praying. But it just, I think prayer is just maybe a more natural conversation. It is, yeah. And that the yoga and the meditation requires more focus when you're doing them. So, Let's go back to a point that you started 10 or 15 minutes ago. Um, and that's the beauty of meditation and focus. Like, I can hold something now. It's like a steel trap. Like, my mind yeah. is such that memory, recall, all of that is different. So, we brought that up probably 20 minutes ago. All right. Yeah. So, let's close on the joint, the joint meditation. meditation. So, we are doing this thing now where we actually carve out time to meditate together. And it has been (laughs) luscious to me. So, there are scriptures and uh, spiritual references, other disciplines talk about the benefit of two or more people being joined together. Mm with the same mindset, whether it's even achieving a goal, for Mm -hmm. example. The more people that you can get on the same accord, you multiply the magnanimity, the spiritual 
force sure. that you have to achieve, to achieve a particular goal. Right. So that same uh, principle is there when you and I are doing joint meditation, right. and I highly recommend it. So it's just a situation where you and I just sit down, we carve out that time, we put on music because music, soft, soft music, soft. Um, what'd you say? Soft calm. calm. Soft calm. I thought that calm. you said porn. I'm like, no, what? No, calm. Soft calm music playing <laughs> in the background. Right. And you and I are able to drop into that meditation for a finite time. It's not that long. I think we've done 20 minutes. That's the problem. And we've done sometimes even shorter That's times. Ten, well, we've done 10 minutes. 10 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. We should try to do it long. Let's try to do it longer, but um, we can drop into that space. And man, when we come out of it, you and I are both filled with insights and revelation. Energy. Energy. And I think that um, there has been, I don't even know how to describe it, but there has been a certain connection. I mean, one time you and I, a couple times, you and I came out of the meditation and we had this almost the same thought yeah. or vision come to us. Yeah. During the meditation. During the meditation yes. that yeah. we would have never, I'm like, wait a minute, what did you experience? Right. Right. I experienced the same right. thing. There's no way that's coincidence. Yeah, exactly. So I can tell that it is actually starting to not only connect us with God, but it's starting to connect us to each other. Deeper, yes. Yeah, so connection. that is the beauty of meditation. And I've been meditating for a long time, off and on. Mm-hmm. I have not experienced this until recently. And I think that what caused me to get here is just focus, commitment. I read a little bit. I watched videos. I had the awareness that there was a space that you're looking for. So all those years I meditated, I had none of this knowledge. You were able to drop into it much easier. Mm -hmm. My brain was way busier. Mm -hmm. So it was more difficult for me to sit in peace. Yeah. Because I just wasn't a peaceful person. Well, and, and part of the reason I even brought up the joint meditation is because I, I believe that part of the reason why you have become more disciplined at it is because you have a partner who's doing it and anything anything that one party is going to do in the relationship the other party is more likely to to do do. and and it becomes a stronger connection it becomes you do it more consistently and and your nature is such that you're kind of a team person sure you're all about (laughs) the team you're all about the team and when 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 i jump in you jump in with both feet (laughs) so and that that, that's a good thing and i think I, i don't think that's just you i think that's most wives are more team oriented sure. than the husband. They're looking for the husband a lot of times for it. the leadership. Sure. So when, when the husband leads in the proper manner, they're they'll jump all the way in. Yes. So I, I think that was that was part of my reason. And it can go both ways. It, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it can go both ways. You were ways. trying to say that if you are well now, but that's gonna be a little bit of a challenge because Okay, so I think what you're speaking to is, hey, if you're a leader in your household, a husband, a father, lead your family into meditation because the benefits are just extremely beneficial, incomparable on a lot of levels, in my opinion. Right. And and the other part of that message is leadership has a component of stepping back and seeing what is of value. So you can, you came up with the idea of of meditation and as the leader of the house I can't just ignore that and say hey don't don't just ignore what she's I think people get leadership confused with dominating. Leadership yeah. is is not dominating. Leadership is partnering and augmenting and, and affirming, yeah, supporting. Sure. So so I, that that's my bigger point is that when one person and it can be the they can be the the woman can be the leader of the house. No doubt. The woman can be the leader of the house. My point is though that once you see the other person jumping into something and and, yo- and yoga or meditation can be that thing, it becomes easier if you are open to it for both to, to do the same thing. And and I think that was part of the dynamic with us with the with the meditation. You were already doing it, but once yeah. I started doing it, you got 
even more consistent and sure because i was it. able to actually have a first-hand account yeah. of the benefits i yeah. mean i could see how you would change. that's the other thing that's yeah. the other thing yeah that's a good point so yeah. if, if if both of you are doing it or if one person is doing it, but especially if both of you are doing you're going to see the the effects of it in one or both of you now maybe in more in one person and i think it's shown more in me maybe sure. because i'm out in the world a little more than sure. you sure but it's shown in you too. I can see sure. it in you. So. Sure. Well, and I think your personality was was uh, yeah. was just uh, uh, almost matched right with meditation with from the start. Meditation requires this. Yeah, I think for me, I kind of had to climb up out yeah. of the hole a little bit to yeah. even get on the same level as meditation. Yeah. You were already there. Yeah, yeah. And that is really what sparked me to just get on this path that I'm on to learn yeah. about the human experience and find peace and joy and happiness and love and all of that because I wasn't there. Yeah. You were there yeah. kind of already. So yeah. it was easier for you to take to meditation yeah, you, you than it spoke, was for me. You spoke in one of your podcasts, I believe, about how you've seen that most people who are doing well in life have a three or four things going for them. I'm not going to name all those things, but one of those things was discipline. Correct. And when you think about meditation, it let's call it what it's, discipline. it is a discipline. It is a discipline. Meditation is a discipline. Yes, it is. It's, a, it's ironic that you have to be disciplined to do it, and it's a it discipline. It's a discipline, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so, so you're right. That That's just a part of my nature. My nature is discipline almost to a fault, but I'm, I'm sure. a very disciplined person. Yeah, so, so you took to it. And yeah, I was discipline. really not that person. So let me just leave this with, people because there's a situation where somebody is out there and they're like me and I struggle with that meditation. Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand it. Yeah. When I sat down, I was thinking about my grocery list, what my mom said, what you said that pissed me off and I just could never slot down into it. Yeah. So what I started to understand about it is that there is a space that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. It's a gap yeah. and it's a situation where you are looking for the space between you and your thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And so once I had that understanding that meditation is that you become a conscious observer of what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So instead of me being gripped by my thoughts and frustrated by my thoughts, I started to separate mm -hmm. a little bit from my thoughts. And I noticed that, that there was me and then there was my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so once I had that awareness and I started trying to realize that not really consciously look for because that's way too much effort for meditation yeah. meditation uh, requires so much focus but i just started trying to realize that like let that particular piece come into my conscious mm. awareness right. and i heard someone else say that you want to fall into the gap mm. and so once i had that awareness and i went back to the meditation with a different I guess thought about it about yeah. what it is, what it is yeah. I was able to press further and further and further into that so I started initially using mantras because my brain just would not shut wouldn't, up wouldn't, yeah. so yay though I walk through the valley of death excuse me <coughs> whatever scripture you want to pull um, if it keeps your mind quiet, that's what I did in the beginning stages just to stop the monkey mind. Yeah. And then over time, I started noticing that I didn't need the mantras anymore. Mm. And then over time, I started noticing that I fell into the gap. Sure. And it's just like a space that you realize where you have zero thought. Yeah. And once I found zero thought, initially I can only hold it for two seconds. I would go back to it, then I could hold it for five seconds, mm -hmm. then I could hold it for 10. And so that's how I found it. Mm, that's and, good insight. And I didn't have anyone to tell me that, so I always struggled with yeah. it. You just had so to it. try some of those things. Yeah. If your mind was like me and it's just blazing like a shooting star, like I couldn't focus on anything. If you can't focus, that's what helped me. Yeah. So, well, and, and, and the other thing with that that you mentioned as you were saying that is, just give it time. I mean, yeah. try different things, but give it time. It's Rome wasn't built in a day, and disciplined meditation is not built in a day. Believe me, even even me, it took me a while to. It didn't take me long to take to it because, like we said, my personality and discipline. 
but it takes a while to really, really dig in and feel it and, and, and for it to be effective. Yes. All right. Thanks That's for chatting stuff. with me. That's good stuff. Thanks for listening. It means so much to me that you would take time out of your busy day to join me on this podcast. And I hope you find the information here inspiring. Do me a favor. Visit my website at www.tanyalampley.com and get connected to me there. There's a newsletter where you can sign up for information about some of the things that I have coming down the pike. I have a book that is in the works and just some really good things that I am eager to get out into the marketplace that will inspire people to live their lives to the complete fullest. And there's links there for my Twitter, my Facebook page, and if you would share it, I want to reach as many people as possible. We just aren't doing enough. We just aren't being intentional about building lives that are satisfactory. And I really want to be a catalyst for that level of change. So I hope you consider passing it along. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing.